0: UTL Radio welcomes you to this episode of Legal Q&A Live. On this program, we answer our listeners' legal and business questions that have been submitted during the week or are asked during the live show. As always, we welcome input and feedback from you, the listener, and we encourage you to join in the conversation by calling the live program at 347-855-8831 or by contacting us via our social media sites, Links to our various sites are listed on our main website, utlradio.com. Please note that this broadcast does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship with any of our listeners. And now, your host, Peter Lamont. Well, good morning. Thanks for joining me. Welcome to another episode of Business and Legal Q&A Live. Today is April 21st, 2015 got a business and legal question as usual. And our business question today is going to be, should I still use email marketing? And what's the best way to manage it? And then we're going to jump into our legal question, which is, what is an affidavit of service? Oh, I'm sorry, an affidavit of merit? And why is it important? Uh, we can talk about an affidavit of service another day. But today's topic is affidavit of merit. Uh, before we get going, I just want to thank everyone who's tuning in live. We are Broadcasting live on Blog Talk Radio, streaming live on YouTube Live, and trying out Meerkat um, over on on that new Meerkat app, which is pretty cool. Um, So our Twitter followers can watch this streaming live, so check that out too. Let me know how you like the Meerkat thing. Um, Still getting used to it and trying to figure it out, so your feedback would be helpful. All right, before we get into the questions... Today, I'd like to uh, thank a brand-new sponsor and give you a little bit of information about them. So today's show is sponsored by 12HourExpress.com. 12HourExpress.com is a brand-new venture out of Riverside, California, and they are going to revolutionize the shipping and delivery industry. And what I think they're doing is really great. They're in the middle of a crowdfunding campaign right now, and they need your help. But let me give you just a quick overview of what they plan on doing. You know, if you're in business, Even if you're just, you know, a residential shipper, you know how expensive it can be to ship with the big box stores. You're paying for their driver's insurance. You're paying for the vehicles that they have in their fleet. You're paying gas surcharges. So, you know, a package that you need to get somewhere the next day is going to cost you a bit of money. On top of which, you have to either bring it to a facility when drop it off, or you have to call for a pickup, and you do it at their schedule and on their timetable, and you've got to wait for them. Well, with 12 12hourexpress.com, they are going to be uh, hiring people who use their own vehicles. And it's going to make it so much cheaper, so much better, on top of which they're going to offer services that the big box shippers just cannot do. For example, doctors, lawyers, accountants, you might need to have something signed by a client, but you need it returned to you the same day. And maybe it's inconvenient. Maybe you have a handicapped client, and they can't get to you that day, but you need this. So what do you do? You're going to have to hop in your car and go? Well, with 12HourExpress.com, they're going to do it for you. In addition to that, you uh, also have services which are kind of unique. Let's say you're in the parking lot of a shopping mall, and you need to have a package picked up in the mall, in the parking lot. Somebody will come to you, and it's all going to be driven through the app. Now they need your help. There's a little crowdfunding campaign, as I mentioned, and I'm going to show you, uh, for those of you watching live on YouTube Live, just very briefly um, what their website looks like, and it explains everything that they're doing. There's a link to their Indiegogo uh, campaign funding here. Talks about their mission, how they're going to change things, and I really do think that this is going to be revolutionary. And if you head over to their Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign, they're looking to raise $10,000. They've already got a little over 1000 They need your help to get them to the point where they can be up and running because in the long run, it is going to save everybody who uses the money. I'm excited. I think what they're doing is, um, is really great and revolutionary. So thanks for sponsoring the show. That is 12hourexpress.com. All right, let's get into it. Uh, business question. And the business question today is, should I still use email marketing? Now, this implies that email marketing is dead. And for those of you who are either uh, passive income guys or girls um, or just looking to sort of promote your website and your services if you're a professional services company, you know or should know that developing an email list is something that was always uh, touted as being one of the most important things that you can do. Now, it's not dead. It's still important. And so this idea of, of is email marketing still worth it, the answer is yes. It's just all about how you use the resource, okay? Um, years ago, when email marketing was the thing, you would just send out an email blast to everybody on your list. And it was kind of just like an indiscriminate email blast. And people got to the point where they just weren't opening them. And you can see if you use proper services, if you use proper online um, companies to help you manage your, your email marketing, you'll be able to see how many people have opened it, how many people have blocked you, how many people have reported you as, as spam, or how many people have clicked through. So all those things are relevant um, you know, analytics that you need to, to understand. But let's just go step at a time. So... It's still important. If you are selling a product online, a book, even a service to some extent, having an email marketing list is really, really valuable. Well, why? All of the people that you can draw into your site, all of the people that come to look and see what it is that you're offering or you're talking about or you're selling, maybe they're not going to buy on day one, but you're going to collect their data. You're going to save for information. You're going to have this Contact information for this person, and you're going to be able to add it to a large scale email list. Then you're going to be able to go back, and when you want to either offer them something, you want to sell them something, you want to upsell them something, or you just want to stay relevant and let them know that you're out there, you're going to have this list where you can send out something of value. I think that. There's this notion that email marketing is dead because so many people send out crap email and people don't open it. They don't want to see it. It just becomes cumbersome. It's just an other thing that's plaguing your inbox. So I think it's a matter of what you send out and how you send it out, okay? Like I said in the past, people would just sort of dump everything and they just push it all out there. People don't want to see that. What people want to see is uh, sort of, some form of uh, consistency, but professionalism as well. So, what I would recommend is using a a third party site. Um, I happen to use Constant Contact. I always have. I've just found it easy. I know that there are other people that use Aweber and other sites like it. For me, Constant Contact works. Um, I find it easy to manage the contact list. Easy to create the emails. But, but here's something that's really relevant and important. You're going to be um, creating an email list and using it for marketing. And this goes to the second question, which is what's the best way to manage it? The only way to manage it if you're going to be building a large list is to use a third-party service. You cannot do this yourself because you'll drive yourself crazy. So something like Constant Contact where you can... Let's say offer something on your website, a download, a free download, and people have to put in their email address for it. If you're using a site like Constant Contact, you can have that email automatically captured and added to your list. And now it's already there for you. You don't have to actually input it. All you do is put up something for, for free that you want to offer them, an e-report, a book, um, you know, uh, an analysis or a survey or something. They download it, and you get their email contact information. Then you've got the ability to push out high-quality content emails over time, and that is done through an autoresponder. And again, if you use something like Constant Contact, you can set your autoresponding emails to go out whenever you deem it to be appropriate. So, for example, let's say you want to um, have the initial contact with somebody and you're offering them an e-report or a book or a product or a service for free. okay? But now you want to follow up with them over the course of the next month. So you can program an autoresponder that will go out without you doing anything, whenever you want it, whatever day you want it, over the course of the next four weeks. And that way, people are you know used to seeing things from you. And then at the point where you need to upsell them or ask them for something different or try to get them to try out a new service or product that you're offering. They're not going to be offended. It's not this cold, tall, very, you know, uh, hard sell. They're going to have familiarity with you and they're going to be more likely to listen to what you have to say if you have handled email marketing in in a professional manner. Um, So, don't know how people in today's world manage email without a third-party service. And again, you can use services like AWeber or Constant Contact. Um, We happen to, like I said, use Constant Contact. They are offering a 60-day free trial uh, for our listeners, and there's a link to that in the show notes. But again, I mean, you can use any company you want. You can try AWeber. I know that's a very popular one. I like Constant Contact just because it's easy for me to use and um, just everything that I need, drag and drop functionality. So if you are interested and you do want to try it out, um, go to show notes and click on the link for the 60-day free trial and then let me know what you think. But email marketing is not dead. The old way of using it is dead. You've got to use it in uh, a professional and consistent manner have to know why you are using it. You have to understand why you are trying to build this list in the first place. And it is so that you can contact people with products, services, or content that you want to offer them at a later point. So um, if anybody tells you that there's no such thing as email marketing, anymore, they're wrong. It just, that's, that's not true. It's a matter of how you use it. Um, and And that being said, you must have a third party to manage it. Whatever service or product you decide to try, there's no way to do it with it. If you do it that way and you can set up an autoresponder, you're going to make this email marketing easy for yourself as opposed to being a major headache. All right, so let's move now into the legal question, which is what is an affidavit of merit and why is it important? So we got this question yesterday, and it's a very good question. Um, It it deals with an individual who is looking to sue a dentist for um, malpractice or, you know, fraud. Um, We're going to talk more about this particular case over the course of the next few sessions because there's so many elements and components in this person's question that it's really a good way for us to sort of uh, present a kind of 360 look at suing in this case, a professional, a dentist. So, but today we're going to focus only on what is an affidavit of merit and why is it important. All right, so first of all, let me start off by saying that every state has different rules. But almost every state, if not all of them, do have some form of affidavit of merit requirement. An affidavit of merit is a document. It is a, an affidavit, a statement under oath, that you will have prepared by a third party. So let's go to the question that we received yesterday about the dentist. The individual wants to sue a dentist. So why do you, you know, why do you need this affidavit of merit? What is it? All right, we understand it's an affidavit. We understand it's a sworn statement. But what's the importance? What's the relevance? And then how do you go get one? All right, let's go back a step at a time so in order to sue a licensed professional uh it could be a doctor it could be a dentist it could be a licensed home inspector um it could be a physical therapist whatever it might be you because they're professionals it's not like it's it's a it's a contractor or and that's not to say that contractors aren't professional but the 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 term you know professional versus um more of a, um, I don't know, another profession. Doctors, uh, lawyers, lawyers, accountants, um, dentists, those sorts of professionals. Call them, you know, prof- they fall into that professional category of employment. I don't really know why, but they do. Uh, those kinds of people, you need to be able to show that you're not just suing them for the heck of it. You have to be able to show that another doctor, dentist, accountant believes that that person did something improper, that that person deviated from the norm of acceptable practice, and in this case by a dentist. So before you can really move forward with your lawsuit, you need to have this affidavit of merit. You can file a complaint. And then typically have a set period of time, anywhere from 30 to 60 states might be 90 days to obtain an affidavit of merit. If you don't obtain the affidavit of merit, you can have your case dismissed. So it's essentially somebody else saying that I believe this dentist acted inappropriately. Here's my you know, sworn statement. That's your affidavit of merit. So with the dentist scenario, you need to find another dentist, not the dentist that you're going to, but another dentist, and you need to be able to go to him, let this dentist examine you, and then you need to be able to um, have him say, yeah, what dentist one did was improper. It deviated from the standard and acceptable norm. It deviated from the reasonable uh, approach taken by another dentist under the same circumstances, and he's got to list this out. Now, typically, an attorney will help prepare this affidavit of merit for you. If you're representing yourself, um, it's important that you understand what the affidavit of merit must say, and and basically, you've got to be able to say that this doctor or dentist in this case saw you, um, treated you, and... Uh, that they believe, with, based upon a reasonable degree of, of, of medical or dental certainty, that the first dentist that you went to acted improperly or negligently. Okay, That's basically what it's got to say. And then they've got to sign it has got to be notarized. So it's a sworn statement. It's a sworn statement. Under oath has the same force and effect as if they were testifying in front of a judge in a jury at trial. That is the affidavit of merit. That is what you need to have when you're going to be suing a profession. Um, if you don't, like I said earlier, your case can be dismissed. So, how do you go out and find somebody that's willing to write an affidavit of merit? Again, most often, if you have a case, you're going to a plaintiff's attorney or a personal injury attorney, they're going to have sort of a network of people that they work with. They're also going to have better resources than an individual would to try to find somebody who would be willing to write an affidavit. Um, You know, You're not going to be able to get an affidavit just from any dentist off the street because there are a lot of dentists who just don't do that. They don't testify at trial. They have never been before a court. They've never been deposed, and they have no interest in doing that. And then you'll find dentists who primarily make their living out of being an expert witness. And it becomes sort of a balancing act, A, to first find somebody that's going to you know, write the affidavit of merit. And then you've got to decide is this person who you know has agreed to write the affidavit of merit, does he have experience? Because his experience is going to be relevant at the time of trial or when he's deposed. The other side's going to want to know what are his qualifications. You know, he wrote this affidavit, but is he qualified? So, for example, if you have um, an issue with an oral surgeon and you get an affidavit of merit from a general practitioner dentist, somebody that never does any oral surgery, that really doesn't have any um, sort of connection with it in any way, maybe they just like to clean teeth. And and this is obviously a a stretch, it's a very hypothetical, but just follow me if you will for a second. If that's the scenario, and you have an affidavit of merit presented by this dentist who has never seen or been involved with oral surgery, then you could conceivably have somebody try to knock this expert out at trial and say that this expert's not qualified to give an opinion on oral surgery. He'd only be qualified to give a general opinion as to general dentistry. So it's important when you select an expert that you have somebody who has a had experience testifying before, because testifying is something completely different than just being a dentist and being able to um, you know to talk about the work that you did. You've got to be able to handle yourself under pressure, you've got to be able to know uh, how to get answers at a deposition and what attorneys are looking for. So an expert. You know, It's kind of it's, its own animal, if you will. There are people that are experienced in giving expert testimony. And when you have someone fill out this affidavit of merit, generally speaking, you're going to want them to be your expert throughout the case. That way there's some consistency, continuity, and you're going to have somebody who has already looked at portions of your file, your medical records, and maybe they've evaluated you, right, which is how they're going to be able to say what they say in the affidavit of merit. Um, by doing that, then you will have established, I think, a better case for yourself. Not only have you qualified with the the rules concerning affidavits of merit, and now you're able to continue on with your case, but you're going to be able to establish a relationship with this expert. And then by the time that expert's deposed work goes to trial, they will be fully familiar with your case, and you're going to have a much better shot. Um, now, I know that this wasn't one of today's questions, but I just want to expand upon this for a second, because some people don't understand um, why an expert is necessary. A lot of times, especially people that are pro se, um, I hear it all the time, they'll say, well, why do I need an expert? Why can't I just go in and tell the judge that this is wrong, that uh, he screwed up, that my filling fell out, that uh, he, he cut my tongue, whatever it might be? You know, and again, we're we're staying with the dentist theme because that's the question. You know, they don't understand that. I just want my day in court. I want to go before a judge and I want to tell my story. Well, that's not how it works. Neither you as the plaintiff nor the attorney can testify as to, a, you know, a, an injury or a particular um, matter that might have occurred with your dentist like an expert. You know, we can say things, but there's no admissibility there's no weight evidentiary weight to what an attorney argues you know it's it's not a factual issue you need to have an expert witness testify and it needs to be somebody who is familiar with the field you you know i'll give you an example years ago i was involved in a case where uh, somebody was injured on a motorcycle and it was alleged that there were defective roadway conditions and signage and that sort of thing. And as they went around this corner, uh, they they lost control of the bike and they had some really, really serious injuries. And they tried to bring in, um, who was an expert motorcyclist, he was a motorcycle instructor, and they tried to use him to testify that the roadway design was improper. And the judge didn't allow that testimony because he's not qualified to talk about roadway or highway design or signage for that matter. He could talk about proper use of a motorcycle, how to ride a motorcycle, but he's not going to be able to talk about roadway design. So that is um, sort of just an add-on issue that we were talking about with respect to the affidavit of merit. If you are a plaintiff and you are concerned about you know, handling your matter pro se, you can immediately go see an attorney. Um, I think that oftentimes people are afraid to go see an attorney. You need to find a personal injury attorney. There's so many ways of finding them online. But you need to have somebody that's experienced, somebody that can help you. If you are doing it pro se, you really need to do as much research as possible. Make sure that you familiarize yourself with the court rules in your state and understand what the requirements are, and uh, and then reach out for help if you need it. You know, because if you fail to file something like an affidavit of merit, it could impact your case and your case could be dismissed. So that is going to do it for uh, today's business and legal Q&A. Again, I want to thank today's sponsor, 12HourExpress.com. Don't forget to check out their crowdfunding page and help them reach their goals so they can revolutionize the shipping industry. Also, if you are interested in trying out Constant Contact, as your um, email marketing system. Again, there's a link in the show notes to 60-day free trial. Um, We've also received some interest from our our viewers and listeners in um, expanding the show and trying to do a question or two every day, and I appreciate all your feedback. We are going to sort of evaluate that and see if that's something that we can do. And um, if we can, we will certainly do it. Please keep the questions coming. Don't forget to use, to go to utlradio.com and make use of the "Ask Your Question" tab on the website. You can record your question directly to the website, and we can play it on air. Um, a lot of people have told me that they would rather email, they don't feel comfortable, and that's completely fine. You know, keep your emails coming, your calls, and we will get to all of the questions uh, that come in. It might take us a little time because we're we getting a lot of questions, but we will get through them. Um, I want to thank everybody who has listened live. Uh, let me know, anybody out there on Meerkat, if this is work, you know, working and worth it. This is only our second day experimenting with Meerkat. So let me know if you guys out there like this, if it's something that you would actually watch on Meerkat. For those of you who uh, are on YouTube Live, thank you for watching and subscribing. Uh, we've seen an, a, a tick in our, our followers, and I thank you for that. And if you're going to be downloading this later, make sure that you reach out to us, let us know what you think, and uh, if you'd like anything, you know, additional, different formatting, uh, different questions, so different areas, contact us, let us know. Because we're doing this to help you guys, and I can only do. What I can do on my own, I need your feedback and input in order to make this show a success. So please keep that coming. Um, we do have a Thursday show scheduled for this week. We're going to be talking about uh, motivation and being a nice guy with respect to running a business. And we're going to have a guest on, and all that information is going to be posted on um, YouTube and Blog Talk Radio. We're going to post it on the site as well and give you all the information about our guest and his new book. We're going to talk to him for a bit about uh, being a nice guy and whether or not nice guys actually can finish first. So that'll be Thursday. Uh, We are going to be doing a business Q&A live tomorrow um, because we have so many questions, and I want to try to get through some of them. So tomorrow we're going to be doing another show, so tune in for that. And again, you'll see the questions posted in the show notes, on the upcoming um, you know events page. Don't all, don't forget also to download our free app. You can get that app through utlradio.com. It's absolutely free. It gives you the show schedule and any information or um, updates right on your smartphone. There's a link on the site to the iTunes store, but we just recently added an Android app. So anybody that has An Android phone can now go to the Google Play market or the Android market and download it for Android as well. You can ask questions directly through the app. We'll answer them on on the air. So that's going to do it for today. Make sure you tune in to the show tomorrow for our business question and Thursday for our interview segment. Until then, I'm Peter Lamont. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you soon.